Hello my pretties and your little dogs too. Welcome, my name is Katie. While I may be sitting in wine country, it doesn't mean we're limited to just discussing wine. Let's also chat about food, home, books, and lifestyle trends, and I promise only less than a minute of national news and politics. You can time me, so get out your stopwatches and grab a cup or a glass of your favorite beverage and let's dish the vineyard dirt, shall we? Good morning. First off, thank you all so much for joining me on my second episode of Woman in Wine Country. As a newbie podcaster, my goal is to have at least two episodes a month. This month, it looks like I may be having three episodes, considering the first episode was a success, and I don't want to lose the momentum. Eventually, at least once a month, I'll feature a guest. Today, think of this episode like a Pinterest board. And if you're not familiar with this very useful social media platform, think of it as like a vision board or a dream board, except on Pinterest, you design your boards online and you save and share your ideas with other Pinterest users. Pinterest is a great tool if you're looking for new recipes and even old recipes. There are decorating ideas, DIY home repair, crafts, garden ideas, books, and even people with mutual hobbies. It's endless. It's especially useful, like if you're a new bride or a new mother-in-law looking for wedding ideas. So as an example, let's make a board with a heading that says, conversation ideas for wine tasting gatherings. Now, I don't know about you, but after 15 years or so of attending tastings and dinners, after a while, there's only so much you can say about a glass of wine. After you've said, and especially after you've heard, something like, it's a smoky little Chardonnay with notes of diacetyl. Oh, my, this wine is corked, and this wine is corked, and this wine? Why, this Merlot tastes just like Grandmama's blackberry preserves with a subtle flash of pyrazines in the finish. And this Pinot Noir is lovely with notes of plums. Okay, I gotta ask. Which species of plums? Is it the plums from the Prunus domestica category, also known as the European plum, or is it the plums from the Prunus salicina category, also known as the Japanese plum? Because between the two categories, there are at least 40 varieties. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I was a student in Latin and plant biology. But in the meantime, I want to know, which plum are you tasting in that glass of Pinot Noir? Now, don't get me wrong, because I can geek out and be the most obnoxious wine nerd with the best. But sooner or later, tell me something interesting other than how much the new wine cave you just built costs you and how much it costs you to fill it with bottles of wine that you can't pronounce. Instead, 
tell me about your time volunteering during crush or working the bottling line for a case of wine. Tell me about your trip to the vineyards in France. Or tell me about the wine cellar in Portugal you visited that held hundreds of bottles of port. If you're familiar with the winery from where this wine came from, tell me some history or your experience about the winery. Or even tell me what food would you serve with this wine? For me, these are the topics I find interesting because no doubt you have some pretty great stories from your wine-related experiences. Then again, I'll take these wine notes of plums over the worst description I have ever heard someone give a glass of Cabernet Sauvignon. It tastes like a warm apple pie fresh out of grandma's oven on a snowy day. Huh? Sorry, but just to start analyzing that description makes zero sense to me. It might make sense to you, but it makes no sense to me. Being from the old school of Dr. Ann Noble's Wine Aroma Wheel from UC Davis, the descriptions of apples and especially snowy days are not listed under Cabernet Sauvignon. In fact, a snowy day isn't listed anywhere on the aroma wheel. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Now, if you tell me the aromas coming from the bottle of cab, the glass of cab that you're enjoying reminds you of a blackberry pie minus the weather report, then you have my attention. As typically, Cabernet Sauvignon has dark fruit flavors, and depending on the oak it rested on, sure, one can pick up notes of toastiness, like from a baked and buttery pie crust. Now, without having the wheel in front of me, if you're looking for aromatic notes of apple, definitely look to a Chardonnay that is high in malic acid, just like an apple. Duh! Also, Riesling can have hints of apple, especially notes of green apple. Now, if you want to have some fun at the next wine gathering, when another guest says they're tasting apples in the wine, ask them, which species of apples? As there are at least 75 varieties of apples throughout the world, of which 2,500 of those varieties are grown in the United States. And as far as those wine notes of a snowy day, I'm not sure what wine would lead us to that description. And no, it's not ice wine, but good try. As an example of a starter conversation at a wine gathering, last week on the podcast, I brought up Julia Child's recipes. Yeah, it's my opinion that if you're an aspiring cook looking for a kitchen challenge or even something as simple as looking for a new recipe to add to your collection, Look to Julia Child. I think anyone who enjoys cooking should be accomplished with at least two of Julia's recipes. It can make for a great personal goal. The recipes can be as simple as her blender mayonnaise recipe or a bit more challenging, like her bouffe bourguignon, also known as beef burgundy. Now, I have accomplished the beef burgundy recipe, but I did tweak it a bit. I didn't tweak the ingredients, 
but I did tweak how many pots and pans not to use. Unlike Julia, I don't have a staff or Paul Child hanging around my kitchen to scrub the pans. So where do you start? If you're looking at how to make your own mayonnaise, for instance, in Julia's book, Volume 1 of Mastering the Art of French Cooking, there are four versions of mayonnaise. And I know there are several mayo haters out there, but making your own mayonnaise with a touch of fresh lemon juice will change your mind. And if you're a Francophile, remember, mayonnaise's origin is French. You'll forsake the bottled ketchup or ranch dressing on your french fries if there is a side of freshly made mayonnaise. Now, I know that Julia's cookbooks are not always affordable, and unlike other used books, any book with Julia's name can be high in price. But Julia's recipes can be located online, such as even on Pinterest. So expand your cooking and challenge yourself to one of Julia's many recipes, and even go as far as what wine to pair with your new creation. This will surely make for great conversation at a wine gathering. There are other more contemporary cooks delving into French cooking, such as David Leibovitz, which I recommend any and all of his cookbooks. The most recent book is Drinking French, and the photos are beautiful. Patricia Wells is another French cook and author who knows the French cuisine with at least 12 cookbooks from her keyboard. Mimi Thorson is a new cookbook author with the book A Kitchen in France, A Year of Cooking in My Farmhouse. Mimi's book is published by Clarkson Potter, a division of Penguin Random House Publishers. Clarkson Potter is a favorite publisher of mine as many of their books often have some of the most beautiful photos and often very stylish topics. And Mimi's book doesn't disappoint with photos of large platters of food and photos of her yard and farmhouse. One of my most favorite things to do is to pair wine from these recipes within the books. And then again, if you're familiar with the wine notes, you can do it. Even though Riesling has notes of apple, like we may never know which of the 7,500 apple varieties, but I can tell you, your favorite Riesling with notes of apple will pair nicely with Julia's, say, classic roast chicken recipe, or about 9,000 miles away from France, the same Riesling will marriage well with a Thai noodle salad tossed in a sesame peanut sauce. And back to conversation ideas, think about this. Even ask your neighbor at a wine gathering, what food did you crave after seeing the same food in a movie? Whether you watched the movie at the theater or at home? Me? Well, other than the movie Chocolat, which I couldn't get chocolate or Johnny Depp out of my mind, it turns out another movie just happened to be about Julia Child. After watching the movie Julie and Julia at the matinee starring Amy Adams and Meryl Streep, I could hardly wait to get home and make dinner, which was an omelet prepared with lots of butter, and it was delicious. It didn't need to be stuffed with chili beans, hash browns, three different kinds of breakfast meat, smothered with a cheese sauce, and a side of three different breakfast meats. Instead, 
This classic French-style omelet was light, fluffy, and buttery. It was simple, yet very satisfying. And speaking of Julia, if you would like to go on a picnic throughout France with Julia Child, her book, My Life in France, co-written by Julia along with her nephew, Alex Prudhomme, her memoirs takes us to France when she arrived there in 1948 with her husband, Paul. And when she arrived, she didn't know how to speak French, but she eventually learned. The book of Julia's memoirs takes us into the French culture from her buying food at the local French markets to taking cooking classes where she was often the only woman in a class of men at the Cordon Bleu. As a writer, she faced rejections from publishers to whom she sent her now famous cookbooks. While the book My Life in France was first published in 2006, this is a book that after you read a few delicious pages here and there, you will want to go into the kitchen and start cooking. Or at the very least, go to your neighborhood deli and buy several hunks of French cheese. Okay, start the stopwatches. Here's my under a minute rant regarding national news and politics. News from the state of Missouri. There's a new dress code in their House of Representatives strictly for the female legislators and staff members who serve in the Missouri House. Female lawmakers are no longer allowed to show their naked arms. They must wear a jacket to cover their arms, but so far it's okay for them to show a naked leg. The new rule claims women's dress code should mirror the men's dress code. So, why not the men's dress code mirror the women's dress code? Oh, right. Men wearing dresses would be considered drag, and we all know that that won't work in a conservative state. Meanwhile, there's a representative from the state of Ohio. He does his bully theater up at our nation's capital, all while wearing no dress jacket with his sleeves rolled up, showing his naked arms. This double standard is just another example that in the 21st century, we're going backward instead of forward. This new dress code is just sending another message that women's bodies must be policed. All right, I did my missive in 55 seconds. Okay, it's now time to wrap it up. If Pinterest sounds like a social media platform you can actually use for ideas, from recipes to even home repairs, it's easy to find online. It's P-I-N-T-E-R-E-S-T dot com. Check out your favorite local bookstore or go online for gently used books authored by French-inspired cooks from David Leibovitz, Patricia Wells, Mimi Thorison, and of course, Julia. Also, the Wine Aroma Wheel is easy to find from various online sources with some sources you can download automatically via PDF. Hopefully, this episode has given you some inspiration, whether it's about conversations, wine aromas, books, and especially food. In the meantime, stay tuned as Woman in Wine Country will return on Wednesday, March 22nd. Until we meet again, stay well, my pretties, and your little dogs too.
For more information, check out my website at womaninwinecountry.com. There's also my Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, thank you for listening.